0: Hi and welcome to the Boat Princess Podcast. My name is Nikki Vo and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Boating Welcome to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I have one of my favourite firecracker women from the boating industry in front of me. Um, She has actually been on our podcast before, but only for a very short interview at Boat Show. So now we're going to talk to her at greater length about her new business and all the exciting things she's up to because she's already changed her role since we spoke to her last time and it is her own business, which is super exciting Oh, for a lot of the boating industry, I would suggest. So, Nona Peterson, welcome to the Boat Princess podcast.
1: Hello, Nikki. It is great to be here again and I'm excited to um, be able to talk about something new. Oh,
0: it's very exciting. It is. Oh. So, Nona, if you haven't noticed by now, you have noticed by now, is from New Zealand and she is visiting here us here in Sydney this week. She is currently the joint CEO of... Yes. Yes. How did that name come about, Nona?
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, And so the name came about. It was very, um, it was something that was very positive. Um, My name is actually Nona, which is a double negative. Ah. So I feel like that's very positive and I'm a positive person. Um, But it became a little bit of a, a fun thing that we were talking about why does the company exist? what what is the reason for it, what's the purpose? And it's all about helping other companies have their yes moment. So when you're winning, when you're having success, when you're experiencing satisfaction, you tend to say yes. And so that's where the name of the business came from. That's simple. I love
0: that. Yep. That's <laughs> cool. So you're joint CEO with Chris Baird. Yes. In this business. And Lots of small businesses start because we see a problem and we want to solve that problem, right? So that's what yours has. I'm I'm assuming that's what you did.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So throughout my career I was fortunate to be able to grow with a business and when you start off really small you tend to have to rely on a lot of different agencies or consultants because you cannot have that resource internally. And um, being a marketing person – uh, we used a lot of marketing agencies and some were great and most weren't and um, I definitely noticed the the issues that we were facing were these agencies out there, um, while they had great creative and great ideas, they just didn't understand the marine industry. They didn't understand what boaters want, what they need, what the boating industry needs, what our distributors and our dealers need um, and they just didn't get it and so I'd end up spending a lot of time and money trying to have to bring them back to what we really needed and bring them on track. And what I realized was I I could actually do it myself. Um, It's a lot more work, but um, it meant that at least we got what we needed. And so when we started, yes, we were really looking at this gap in the marine industry, which was what if we could provide marketing services or business development services to companies that don't have that internally or need to do something new, like launch a new product, but their team is already maxed out. They're already really busy. And you talk to anyone, they are really busy. And so when you start talking about, okay, we need to launch a new product or we have to do a boat show or we know we need to start a new social media channel, a lot of the times they go, how are we going to fit this in? How are we going to do it? And they go to other marketing agencies and other providers out there. And they, again, did what we did was spent a lot of time briefing them, Trying to get them to understand boating. Usually, you get an account manager whose dad may have took him fishing once when he was six years old, <laughs> and and that's what you get. And I'm, you know, nothing wrong with them. I mean, those agencies they do a great job. But if you could provide a company with a tailored marine specific service, and that makes life easier for them, it makes life easier for us.
0: Then why not? So that's why yes was born. There you go. And um, I also think, I mean, we know, you and I both know, that the boating industry is male-centric but it's also mature-centric and they don't necessarily understand a lot of the marketing techniques that are out there. Now they sort of say, Oh, it's a podcast, right? And yep. <laughs> and here we are doing some really successful podcasts, right? So um I think you've tapped into a little market there that, that's quite it's it's niche, but at the same time it's actually quite big.
1: Absolutely. With marketing,
0: it it depends on,
1: you know, someone says to you, I need help with my marketing, but it's like saying, How long is a piece of string? There is so much to it and you can go down rabbit holes or you can be really focused. And so for us, we can take our experience, our knowledge and understanding of the marine industry, look at what our client needs and say, you might want to do a TikTok page, but you don't have to do one. You're actually better off putting your efforts and your resources into something else, and but then also making sure that you're executing it properly. So, um, for us, we completely understand that uh, a lot of our clients don't get the marketing as such. Yeah. Um, and for them, sometimes they're just starting out. They've got they're like, oh, we've got a website and we have a Facebook that hasn't been touched in years, and Um, and for us, we're like, great, you've, you've done something and that's a good baseline for us to build on. And we don't need to create this massive, crazy marketing plan with a million dollar marketing budget. We can do something really smart. One of our taglines is to do more with less. So we understand that you can spend a lot of money on marketing or you can spend a little bit. And so we're all about how to get the most bang for your buck and where we can really be targeted and focused where the target audiences, whereas where are your customers going for information? They may may be in you know on Facebook, or they may actually still be wanting to read a you know your traditional magazines. So it's where are they spending their time? Where are they learning? Who are they getting the information from? And positioning yourself there.
0: And of course, as the former general manager of PropSpeed, you know that boating client very very well, don't you? So you know how how we. All the marketing agencies tell us we have to have an avatar and they have to look like our client is, right, and we have to market to that client. Um, You know what that avatar is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: so you're bringing that knowledge and that ability straight to your clients. Um, They're not having to educate you on that. You've already got that down pat.
1: Absolutely, and we've got a great network as well. So it's not just knowing the difference between a yachty and a powerboat owner and knowing the difference between an outboard and a stern drive and all the different types of boats. It's about knowing what do these people want? How do they use their boats? Where are they using their boats? And what are they wanting to like, what is, what is it that they really need and how do you help them understand that need and get those products to them really easily and efficiently. And, um, for us it's, we've got great partners in the industry. We've got great connections um we've traveled the world we go and do the boat shows um uh, we're not sitting in some office somewhere um maybe looking out at a boat it's actually no we're out here walking the docks we lo- we live and breathe the industry and that's the real value add that we can have so our clients can trust that we're out here we're we're listening to the gossip yeah. you know we're we're part of it we're living it and breathing it so they don't have to bring us up to speed and if anything Hopefully, we could help enlighten them and share some new information that they may not
0: be aware of. That's fantastic. I love it. And I think it's a real, you know, for someone that has um, been in the boating industry for quite some time now, um, it is an absolute. I mean, I obviously within our Empire Marinas group, I am the marketing chick, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I get the stuff out there, and and you you see me do what I do, and all those sorts of things, and um, but. I still have to keep very much on top of what the market wants and what I should be giving to the market and what I should be changing. And I don't, I don't um, assume that I'm doing the right thing. I do actually keep an eye on what other people are doing and going. Oh, that's a, that's a good. I like that, and adapting it to the way that I can in our business, both at Empire Mariner's Group um, and the Boat Princess, and of course now Freedom Boat Club. So it's and it's an exciting space I mean we get to do photo shoots that are just so damn cool right absolutely (laughs) I mean marketing is
1: fun yeah it's it's and it's supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be this chore it's supposed to be creative it's to think about for a lot of the times I think about what would I like to see like what what is really cool and exciting and what can I do and you don't have to you know, go crazy. You can just go, no, this is, this is really fun. This is cool. Let's enjoy it and, and have a great time. And when you do that, it resonates through what you deliver. People see it, they go, wow, I want to be part of that. How can I? Yes. exactly. It right. it just attracts
0: them. It's like a magnet. Yeah, and then look, it's, it's an amazing place to be, to be attracted to. I still, every time I come down to here work at Empire Marina Bonhead Head, I still have to pinch myself that this is the paradise that I get to work in. Oh, it right. is
1: stunning here. <laughs> it is so beautiful.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I literally drive up to the marina and I think, oh, that's a great Instagram shot and I can take that shot and post it immediately and so on and so forth. We are so lucky in the boating industry to have that total Instagrammable, total Instagrammable get it out there, image of lifestyle. I mean, compared to, say, I don't know, somebody being an insurance broker at home, yeah, yep. and they, they, they're they thinking every day, okay, wh- what am I going to use today, right, whereas we just literally walk into a mirror and go, look at that, 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 wow, let's oh, just do that today. It's,
1: it's, it's part of the reason why I love this industry so much is one part is the people, and you meet some fantastic people here because the industry is built on passion. People aren't buying a boat, unless they're, you know, commercial fishermen, but they're not buying a boat to make money. They're buying it because that's where they want to spend their time. they worked really hard. They want to go enjoy life. Why not do it out on the ocean? So you've got that part and the people in the industry, but also the places where the boats are. They're always beautiful. It's always magical. And like you say, you do pinch yourself, whether you're at a boat show or you're just visiting a marina out in Bobbin Head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're coming down the road and you're like, what is this place? My goodness. <laughs> no, it is so special, and um, and this is why, because you get to have these moments and experiences and you work really hard, so, you know, you might as well enjoy it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk. I, I know that uh, people may have heard a little bit of your story in my other podcast that we spoke to you. Um, So if you haven't heard that, guys, just go back to my other episode where I've spoken to Nona and we talk about how she got into where she was at prop speed. Um, But I want to talk about now you've been in the boating industry as a female for a while now.
1: Eight years. Eight years. Well, it's actually eight and a half now, coming up nine. Wow. Nearly a
0: decade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I know you came into it as a non-boating industry person yep. and I know at the start of your career you therefore walked into boat shows being a perfect example, um, events at boat shows, all those sorts of things. Tell me about that feeling for you when you first came in into the boating industry.
1: I think it was a mixed bag. I mean, when so my first proper international boat show I was very lucky it was Fort Lauderdale so it is the you know it's the boat show um you have just this it's it's overwhelming it's larger than life um but it was very intimidating walking in there and at that age I was only 23 years old (gasps) um And it was like, okay, wow, this is a different world that I'm experiencing, very different from uh, New Zealand. And (laughs) um, you go in there and you start talking and these people look at you saying, is she speaking English? they look very concerned and then they just nod and you realize I don't think they understand me maybe I should talk a bit slower <laughs> the classic Kiwi accent yeah. tripping them up um especially when I said the word "dick." they didn't like them. they were very shocked at that one I was like get on this boat and I'm like wow what a big beautiful deck and <laughs> Just <laughs> silence, <laughs> looks of mortification, <laughs> and then we they uh, they figured it out. And yes. like, oh, she's a kiwi. Okay, uh, we yeah, got it. She
0: means she means the the wooden bit that we're walking on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So,
1: um lots of laughs, but. It was, uh, yeah, it was scary, I'm Mm. not going to lie, especially the boat show was good, it was fun, um, had some great experiences, some some where I just got blatantly ignored, which happens um, when you're a woman working on the boat show and they go, oh, you're just a promo girl, you don't know anything, and I'm like, bring it on, try me. (laughs) Um, But the big one was the networking events, um, which are so important to do and you have to do them, and I walked into these rooms and I looked around and everyone was – 30 years older than me and basically ignored me. And so you're standing there going, oh, my gosh, I think I just want to run away to my hotel room and hide. But my little brain in the back was saying, no, you need to be here. You can work this room. You can do this. So um, I looked around for the most friendliest face I could find and I think I found one woman. And I was like, she's she's going to be my friend. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's, if you don't have that kind of personality, or you don't want to put yourself out there, or you don't have a great support network, so I also had a great team who connected me with the right people, and I could go from there. But it's really scary, and and that was like I say, that was about eight years ago that I had that, and now um, even when I did Mets last year, it was it's the industry has changed so much. Yeah. There's a lot more women in the room. Uh, we did the woman in. marine panel um, which was fantastic and just seeing the the turnout amazing men and women as well which was really cool Um, but definitely seeing that change now has been fantastic seeing a lot more women in in the room but also uh, the men there are so much more welcoming that they think it's great even if you're young any age any background or ethnicity they're like it's great that you're here tell me your story tell me what you do um, it's definitely changing, which is a good thing. But there are still uh, those moments where you go, "Oh no!"
0: <laughs> so I, I, you know, I you are absolutely right. The, the number of women in the room at any conference, at conference, any event we go to now, it's much, much bigger than it used to be. I remember going to the, gosh, the Marinas Conference, that would have been in like uh, two thousand and seventeen, something like that, and there was about ten women, and there was two hundred men yep. and or maybe even 300 men and we all sort of huddled in the corner <laughs> <laughs> talk to each Put other together safety and <laughs> <in> numbers <laughs> but now that number is much greater um but i think it is important that we let the women listening know that it is just a case of having that confidence to go and talk to people and discuss things with people because the guys i i, I don't know about you but the, the guys in the boating industry a lot of them have been so incredibly supportive Absolutely. to me and and lifted me up in this industry. So you know it's it's finding those people to surround yourself with, whether they be female or male um, that you actually um, I guess create your own tribe and and, and feel those people that are going to help lift you and help you be what you want to be in this industry. So I think that's an important message we have to get out to Absolutely. to the women out there. Um, and and that's why we do the events that you came to at Sanctuary Cove this year, um, which are the Boat Princess networking events of women in the boating industry and beyond. What did you think of that event this year?
1: One, I was just trying to get in the door because it was so <laughs> packed. <laughs> I was like, Oh wow. Like this is a turnout. <laughs> Hello ladies. Um, no, it was great. And it was also great to see that it wasn't just cause I mean my, my background's marketing and, and I love that, but it wasn't just marketing people. Yeah. There were women there running that run boatyards yes. that run, you know, these industrial heavy equipment businesses and I'm like, wow, yes, <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, And you do this. And she's, they're like, yeah, I do. And I think that was the big thing for me was seeing the variety of women from all different backgrounds, all different businesses. You had insurance, you had boat yards, you had marine equipment, you had marinas, you had everything. And, and I think that and beyond really helped it. And even, you know, just people that just love boats. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we're all here. That's why we're all working is to get more people into boating, to enjoy it and to love it. And if you can spend your life doing something that you enjoy, then what a great life. And um, going to that event and a few of the other women in the marine industry events I've been to, it's been fantastic to see the response and turn up not only of women but also the men. I was really, really like that was what gave me like the kind of the goosebumps is seeing these great men out there really championing for it. And they're the ones that have helped change and grow the industry the way it has been, as you say, as you look around the room now, it's a lot more diverse. Mm, Absolutely, (laughs) it really is. Which is fantastic and it's the way it should be.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I loved at the event this year at Sanctuary Cove, we had companies like Tellwater that sent a complete range of their team um, so females from every part of their business were there um, at that event and that really thrilled me because, um, you know, often when we do events like that, um, say the, the you know, the person that's at the head of the business is the only one that goes, yeah. right? But in actual fact we need women from different positions within the companies to see that because if they don't see the CEOs and the, and the, business owners and and so on, they won't see that they can be that, right? Absolutely. It's it's
1: showing them that you don't have to just be in this space. You could be, you know, you can wear a different hat. If you want to be the CEO one day, you absolutely can. And there's a lot of women out there that are being, you know, living their best boss lives. Um, And, you know, it's if you don't want to climb the rank in that company or you want to, you know, you join another company or you start your own. You can do that um there's nothing stopping you and i think that's like hearing that i mean it was the same at sanctuary cove i took my graphic designer who takes a graphic designer to a boat show i do because she's going to be designing a lot of the displays yeah. <laughs> for our clients yeah but i also wanted her to touch feel and see it and understand that it's so much more than just you know a job it's literally the industry is so much fun. There's so much opportunity. You can be so much more and we can do so much more here. And I want them, my, my team to have their own network. I don't want it to be just about me or about Chris. The business isn't based around one person. It's all of us. And I want everyone, I encourage them all to grow. And I'm like, if you want to do something else, let's talk. Yeah. Let's figure
0: it out. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. But yeah, I, I was really thrilled with the the abundance of women in the room, but also the abundance of talent and yes. skill and there was just ah oh, was it was everyone. Oh goosebumpy, wasn't it? It was, it was so amazing. cool. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. And I, I think if companies out there have got any sense, um, it's actually really important to send women that work in your team those events they don't have to be management because mm. women are very clever at becoming friends with other women in the industry and of course we then all refer business to each other so um you know you might actually get a fender sale in a marina out of somebody because they've sent their t- admin team to my event and i've spoken to them and said oh Actually need some fixed marinas at my fenders at my marina. Can we sort that out? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's I think it's actually um, something we need to talk about. That get women that work in your teams to events. Don't just as the CEO say, "Oh no, I'll go to that." Send take other people with you as well, and also perhaps send somebody else instead of you if you can't do it. Then say, "Well, I'll send." No, no, no whoever whoever else you want to send along to to get that amazing impact in the room because women can often have an amazing impact on other people in the room.
1: Absolutely. I mean, women are we're, we're very social. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so
0: talking of impact of women in the room, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you were on the Mets panel last year, which I am very excited to say I am going to be on this year, which is super exciting. I'm
1: excited to see you on the stage. It's (laughs) going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic.
0: But tell me about that experience for you.
1: Um, Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of imposter syndrome to get me up on that stage. Um, No, it was, I mean, when Michelle Goldsmith reached out to me, I was like, one absolutely, yes, I'd love to share my story, mainly because I hope I could help other women. Um, but then I realized the other the the company that I was in, and I was like, oh wow, I've got some heavy hitters up here. I mean, um, yeah, when I was when I was on that, I was the general manager of Prop Speed. So from the bottom of the world, um, with my gold paint that goes on propellers (laughs) surrounded by, you know, Volvo and Beneteau and freedom boat club. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing here? Um, but they, they were all fantastic. They, they made me feel part of the team and and everything. And the big thing for me was the turnout. I think that was, that was, we're all kind of nervous, like are people going to (laughs) come? But of course they were because Michelle was behind it. So (laughs) everyone had no (laughs) option, but they had to, um, no, it was fantastic. It was a great experience being able to share my story and and hear the stories of the other women, um, but also it was lovely to look out. And it wasn't just women who turned up. There were a lot of men there supporting. Um, but the big thing for me was afterwards. So I went back to my stand and put on my hat to do my day job, and the number of women that came down to the prop speed stand and found me and said, I I just can I give you a hug? Oh I was like, lovely. Oh I love hugs, yes. I know it's COVID, but still hugs. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was just it was so lovely having them share their stories, having them thank me for getting up there on stage and and knowing that yeah, it's scary when you're you're sitting up there in front of a room full of people and you know the video is being live streamed and it's on the internet forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But it was a great experience, very empowering. Um, but like I said, it was fantastic to have these other women come up to me, share their stories and connect on on LinkedIn afterwards and even some on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, they they are part of the network. And when I say to someone, yeah, let's catch up, we might only see each other once a year, but... A friendly face in a room makes the world a lot less lonely, especially when you are travelling overseas and you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm alone. Is there someone here that's familiar? And you go, I know you. Um, that's also why you do it as well. And if I can help other women and they help me, then, you know, why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I've just been to Icomia Congress in Italy. I know. Somebody had to go. <laughs> and <laughs> That's the trouble with the boating industry. The, all the boats are in such ugly places. Just so, awful. <laughs> so we, um, and I'm sitting there on tables with, you know, the people that create um, Pardo yachts and the people create Armel yachts and and just heavy hitters in the industry that are my friends. And that is just, it's a very special thing to actually enjoy that as you say we only see each other once a year Mm -hmm. but it's such a love that I have friends literally all over the world that are friends within the industry that Darren and I have created and um, it's so lovely to see them again catch up with them again find out where their businesses are doing and all that sort of thing and find out what the feeling is about the industry in different parts of the world because it's very different to Australia and New Zealand as a market. We are totally different to what Europe is doing, to what the US is doing, all of those. So it's in, it's in actually incredible to have those friends all over the world, isn't it? We're very lucky.
1: Absolutely. I think it's it's one of those, one of again, I go back to why I love this industry so much is the people, yeah. whether they're using the boats and buying the boats or whether they're supplying and building the boats. Um, everyone in here they're doing it for a reason and and it's driven by passion and that's the thing that gets me out of bed it's the reason why we started the business is if we can help other businesses in the marine industry grow and succeed and learn from some of the lessons I won't say mistakes lessons um, (laughs) that we've made and they can you know they get that kind of they don't have to make those mistakes that we did then then that's all the better for it right that helps strengthen those connections and and yeah it is wonderful when you've got friends around the world and you say come stay with me down in New Zealand and they're like come stay with me up here in Europe it's it's just fantastic it's a wonderful place where you can do work and you can work really hard and it pays off but also you can make some really great friendships mm, absolutely
0: hey guys just a quick reminder that sydney boat show is coming up very soon it is on thursday the third to sunday the 6th of august do not miss it this year they have confirmed 209 boats on the water alone so it's going to be a great show a variety of so many different brands to see and um August oh, is usually amazing in Sydney, so it should be really good weather too. And we can all have some fun on the water at Darling Harbour. So I look forward to seeing you there. You will be able to find myself at the Freedom Boat Club stand, which as you come into the marina from the Darling Harbour side and turn right, you'll see the Freedom Boat Club stand there very close to Majesty yachts so I look forward to seeing you guys there and catching up. We are of course doing our women in the boating industry and beyond event at the boat show. This time it will be Thursday morning from 8:30 till 1030 a.m at the Freedom Boat Club stand. You do need to buy tickets for that though so make sure you get one of those um, from our link Um, at theboatprincess.com. So talking about great friendships, you've gone into this business with a partner in Chris Bed. Why did you think Chris would bring something different to your business? What do you think? I mean, obviously, well, tell us about his level of experience. He's got a massive level of experience in this industry. So give us some insight into that first.
1: Absolutely. so I knew number one, my age was going against me, <laughs> and number two, my gender. Um, and I get that, and also the fact that I've only worked with one marine company. And so um when we started it, it was very much a you know, what can we do in terms of the marketing side, but I knew that the business needed to be so much more because marketing should be across every part of the business. And so by bringing, christened to become joint CEO with me, it added this whole new layer of experience, of expertise, and of offerings that we could give to our clients. So I could talk about my experiences that I've had, but he has far more than what I have. And he has that real experience of growing businesses from really small, the grassroots type arrangement through to, you know, selling them. Um and having those businesses acquired by big corporates. And so Chris has been, he's worked for Navman um and he's worked for Fusion.
0: Oh, I remember Fusion. <laughs> I remember when Chris was working from Fusion because my my boys were most most upset when they went up to the stand for the green alien <laughs> and they'd run out. And I said, "It's okay. We'll see if we've got some good connections." <laughs> and we went back up, and they'd hidden a couple behind in the stand. And my boys were like, "Oh, thank goodness for that!" You know, an it alien. was. It was. It was. It was actually a such a clever marketing ploy that one. Yep.
1: And yeah. and also taking it from the Green Aliens, where Chris famously says they sold over a million aliens. Those <laughs> aliens are everywhere. <laughs> Um, But taking it from that fantastic iconic brand, the green and, and all that, and then transforming it and elevating the Fusion brand from these crazy guys with the aliens to this premium product releasing the Apollo brand, those are the kind of experiences that Chris can share with others of, you know, we can start here and make it a very memorable brand, but if we want to take it to the next level and elevate the business and the brand from being a uh these guys selling aliens to oh wow well, we're now on 80 percent of the boats that are yeah, manufactured in I europe i don't think of
0: anything else for boats for yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah and so that takes a lot of you know it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of you know kind of guts to to do that and go no we are going to position ourselves to be the premium number one and and we're absolutely going to do it and seeing again identified a gap in the market a lot of the marine stereo systems out there were just car stereos yeah. with a white faceplate, exactly yeah <laughs> and so yeah. really looking working on the engineering great product and then marking it marketing it at that level and and those are the sorts of things that Chris brings and I also lovingly joke that sometimes when you just need to roll in an old white guy, <laughs> I have that too.
0: <laughs> and fair enough too. Because <laughs> you
1: know, if, if I have to chew someone's ear off for an hour or he says, we do this, it's great, talk to Nona, and it's within five minutes we've won someone, I'm I'm all for that, whatever's easier at the end of the day. Um, what it means is our clients get the very best Um it means that, yeah, you've got Chris's experience and guidance, which is always fantastic. I, I fondly call him my guinea pig because <laughs> if he can understand something that we create, it means that anyone well, or our demographic can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's little things like making sure that if we create an ad, can he read it? Yes. Can he, without his glasses on, see, understand just briefly what is what? Are, what are we trying to achieve with this? What's the purpose of this? Um, and if he can't get it, it means we've done something wrong, and we need to relook at it, because again, it goes back to understanding the market. Who, who are who, who are you really talking does. to?
0: Yeah, because because my my sister used to work for a, a really big advertising agency when she was young. And we'd sometimes watch in those days when you used to watch TV that had ads on it, um, we'd watch the TV and we'd say, oh, oh, that ad is, that's really not, and and she'd say, it's not targeted at you, it's targeted at the person they want to sell the whatever it is. So you've literally got to target your advertising to your market precisely, haven't you?
1: Absolutely. You need to know where are they spending their time and what is it that they're looking for? And to use the right terminology, if you're not using the right words in the right place, then there's no point. And as you say, is for, for someone else, they might go, oh, that's awful. But for the person you're targeting, they're like, that's perfect. It's the yes. greatest ad." Um, and it comes down to just as long as you're focusing on who who is it that you're wanting to target, who is the real customer here, and it doesn't matter about someone else as long as they get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how do you work as an agency? How do people engage you? How what sort of scope can you do from tiniest amounts to big amounts? How how does that work?
1: Yeah, so we're kind of we're kind of in startup phase a little bit. Um, but the way it works is we are essentially a full-service marketing agency. The only thing we don't do is web development like back end. Yep. Web development, we'll leave that to the really smart technical guys. Um, Everything from graphic design to digital marketing um, to even just helping with event planning, anything that's the traditional marketing, which is all about how do we get your product in front of more people and create the sense of urgency, bring them through the funnel and generate leads and ultimately convert them, we can do. Um, So we've got the marketing side. That's, That's what we affectionately call the backbone of the business. And that's our kind of our base. And then we've also got things like our strategic sessions. So for a lot of companies, they kind of know what they're doing, but some days when they wake up in the morning, they're not sure if they're going to turn left or right. And so we can help them with strategic plans that are easy for them to use and understand, Um, especially when businesses start getting a little bit like, oh, no, the wheels are wobbling. We're not sure where we're supposed to go. We're feeling very overwhelmed. We can give them that focus and that structure that they need. Um, So those are what we can do with our strategic sessions. Uh, We can help with business development. So again, leveraging our international network, and this is where more Chris can help out, is going, okay, you're wanting to take on the U.S. market. You're an Australian manufacturer. You want to target the USA. You're not targeting the USA. You're going to Fort Lauderdale in Florida, and this is how you're going to do it. So we can help in that sense, and not only just tell someone what to do, but make those introductions do the research, find out who is going to be your best partner in that market and this is where you need to invest your time. So we can help in terms of that. And then lastly, um, we also help companies if they are looking towards an exit. So, again, that's more Chris's space is becoming a bit of a marine business brokerage, essentially. And what that means is a lot of the times um, a lot of business owners haven't really thought about an exit Mm. Um, or they may have, but they've thought, oh, that's years down the track. That's still five years away. Well, now is actually a really good time to start thinking about that. Because there's a lot of work that you need to do in order to prepare a business for a sale. And so that's also the kind of thing that we offer. Um, But again, everything that we do is all marine focused. Um, It's all about the marine industry. We've targeted this little niche area, um, but it's because it's the place that we know and we love. And again, we saw this gap where there's, there's a few people out there doing it and Some of them are are our strategic partners. So we've got a PR agency in the USA. They're fantastic. Russian Gregory, sneaky plug. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're US-based, but they are the best because they are solely marine-focused. They know all the marine media players. They get the best coverage. And so for our clients, we'd say, if you're going to, if you need to do PR, this is who you talk to. We we won't get into that. We'll mm-hmm. help you in terms of creating content for them and creating a story, but we'll let them handle that sort of stuff. So we we kind of all around the the advertising, um, content creation. You can do your social media stuff. We can do um, events and helping you with actually just executing a boat show because there's a lot that goes into a boat show it's not just oh we've got some pull-up banners and we turn up Yep. it's all about the preparation letting people know you're going to be there what are you offering um, and presenting yourself in the best possible way so yeah that's kind of what we do it's um, essentially the way I like to fondly call it is like we're like your marketing team so imagine that you've got a marketing manager a graphic designer digital marketing people here to help you into like as if we're we're a, an extension of your team, essentially. So we work in with businesses to make sure that what we create is exactly what they need.
0: That's so cool, and i i, I think you I think you found a real niche in that. I I know myself. There's a lot of um, mature people that own boating industry businesses, and they don't understand how to put a graphic together or how to put an Instagram post together, and they don't really understand what to do with it or where where to put it or or um, how on earth does Google AdWords work, all those sorts of things. Um, they don't have expertise in that space and you can bring that. So in actual fact, your youth is on your side in it, that case.
1: It, it absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's its about helping them rather than saying, oh, we need to do this, this and this. And it gets very overwhelming. It's, uh, Yeah, we can have a good mix of things, but it's all about, again, going back to, where is your customer? Where are they spending their time? A lot of the times an Instagram page or a Facebook page is mainly for validation. Mm-hmm. It's mainly to make you seem more authentic and trustworthy. It's where people go, oh, yep, yeah, they've got an Instagram page, they're active, it means they are a real company. Um, and and that's great and you need to have that. But if you're going to focus a lot of your efforts, it's a, where are your clients, actually, like your customers, spending their time, are they in the yacht club still, or are they,
0: you know, reading out? ocean magazine or yeah. are yeah. they,
1: are they spending time just on the boat reading the magazine? Cause they'll, they're so connected in their normal day to day job when they're on the boat, that's their their calm down time where they do pick up a magazine and they read yeah. and they like that tangible Feeling,
0: yeah, Um, which a lot of boaters still do. Absolutely, they really do. Yeah,
1: well, boating time usually is when you switch off the phone, yeah, and you disconnect from the world and you just you're present and you go, Oh, I wonder what's going on, and flick through the latest boating magazine. And
0: yeah, yeah. because I know, I know Hills, um, Hillary from Ocean Magazine just did her one of her biggest magazines she's ever done, so that that is a perfect example of how the boating market is still interested in print and, and the afloat magazine. Oh, my goodness. It comes into the marina. It's a free magazine that people literally come into reception. Where's their float? Yeah, it's already run out. You know, it's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So so boaters do love a certain amount of print still. So you've yeah, it's 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 interesting how you can direct. Your client to what you think they actually need, rather than all the pressures that they're getting from everybody else out there telling them, oh, they've got to post three times on Instagram a day, and blah, blah, blah. it's completely irrelevant for their market. Absolutely. Sometimes. So, absolutely,
1: yeah. it's it's a where are they where are they going to get the information, and where are they spending their time? And it does depend on the the type of business you have, but if you're a very specific business um, that provides, you know as an example, if someone wants to buy a new engine for their boat, Um, that's a rarity, but it happens. And so when it happens, they're going to go usually to their mate and say, Hey, what are you (laughs) running in your boat? Um, But they'll go to the forums, they'll look online, they'll do their research and then they'll make a decision. So it's all about how can you make that decision as easy as possible? How do they find out what is going to be the right one for my boat? And is it going to work and what do I need to do to make it work and what does this mean for the boat in terms of, you know, the future? Um, And it's like, okay, well, I probably wouldn't be putting all of my time and effort onto these beautiful Instagram posts. Yeah, they're great, but what I need to be doing is spending time on these forums and making sure that the information that they need is readily available and they're not having to really work for it.
0: Yeah, and a really good YouTube video. Yep. Explaining that engine and why it's good and so on and so forth.
1: Yep. And having someone else say it, not you. Yes. Is even more important. Having that, having a, a third party validate it and go, yes, this works. This is how it works. It will work in this type of boat or that type of boat. And and that's where you do spend your time and resources.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So your point of difference really is your knowledge of this industry that you're bringing to it both with Chris and yourself. Um, I think that's amazing because I think this industry really needs somebody like you to do that for them. Um, I do think we need a bit of a push into a modern world in the marketing space, in the boating industry. She's nodding at me and smiling at Mm -hmm. me at the moment. (laughs) Yes. She's being very polite. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so that is something we really, so I think you've, I think you've been very clever. I mean, you, I know, always knew you were a very bright spark, my love, but, um, that you've been very clever in picking that niche, um, and understanding that there is a, it's a bit of a, a big need out there.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. and it's not, you know, there are some great marketing agencies and providers out there, absolutely, but if you have someone who understands boats who is going to be at the boat shows anyway, yeah. whether or, you know, no matter what, they're there and they're turning up, it's that's advantageous for our clients. Most definitely. And it's part of our commitment to them.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's so good. So where do you think the future of boating is when we're talking about, you know, the industry? needing a bit of a push in a certain direction or all those sorts of, obviously a a lot of boaters now are mature. Um, Unfortunately not everybody lives forever. That's the saddest thing about life. Um, So we need to tap into our younger market coming through, don't we? Yeah. And I think during COVID we were lucky enough to tap into a lot more people than we have done in the past because it it? was,
1: Who knew a pandemic would bring boating back?
0: I know, right? (laughs) Um, Because it was a safe thing to do. It was a good thing to do. Um, It gave people that sense of getting away when they couldn't get away, um, which is amazing. Um, And also I I think COVID has done a very good thing in bringing people back to a little bit of, it's, it was a little bit of realisation for a lot of people that life doesn't go on forever and that it could change any minute now. So let's do the things we want to do now. And that's that was another thing that brought a lot and still is. We're still getting a lot of people coming into voting because they are saying, well, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy this life while I've got it, right? Yep. So what do you think we need to do as an industry? It's a big question coming. What do you think we need to do as an industry to bring that younger and more diverse uh, audience and clientele into the boating lifestyle?
1: I think for me it comes down to accessibility and making boating more accessible to people who haven't had an early introduction through parents or grandparents or through their childhood is to make it easier to take away the barriers that are there and if you can take away you know the the cost barriers if you can take away the the oh my gosh how do i drive a boat i wouldn't know how where to start let alone getting it into the the marina berth or getting it out of the marina berth okay um there's a lot of those sorts of things and i think pe- a lot of people go oh like i'd love to but that's way too hard or scary for me and so it's how do we remove those barriers and increase accessibility and the way i think it could be done is through community through boat clubs through others helping you know people that are in the industry today helping getting more people in because ultimately the more people that you get into the boating, we all win. That's what we need. Is we can't have the boating industry to literally die mm. and have it with you know people are dying and they're not. they the younger generation don't want to get into it, and we all have all these beautiful boats out there that you know they're not that hard to use. And with technology now, there's sensors and cameras and, and joysticks. Joysticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know it doesn't have to be that's scary and so it's all about education um safety is important too that's a that's a big factor but it that comes down to teaching people teaching them this is how you do it safely um giving them access to boats um that's a big one and that's where boat clubs come in or you know the boat sharing syndicates all that sort of stuff is you know it's hard to justify the cost of a boat if it's just you and you don't have a lot of time for it um again a lot of people travel Um, they spend their time elsewhere, Um, they wouldn't even know what it takes to maintain a boat um, or how to do it correctly, which, again, we know is very important. And so I think it comes down to the accessibility side of things, so giving more people access to boats, um, taking away those barriers to enter, making it friendly. I mean, you go into a boat club and it is a friendly place, but if you – aren't familiar. It yeah. can be quite intimidating till you sit down and you start talking to someone and you realize as soon as you get them starting talking about their boat you're best
0: mates. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. that
1: hard, but it yeah. just takes that that leap of faith I guess to to get in.
0: Yeah, that, that I mean I think what's lovely about boating is that it is a whole bunch of people that have the same passion, so striking up a conversation is a very easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um I think that's what's like and I think the other Lovely thing about boating is that it is still a community and we are still helping each other. Um, and I think that's what you and I are out there to do, help people uh, be educated on, I mean, you're doing it in the marketing space, I'm doing it in the podcast space, in the marina space, in the boat club space, um, getting people to understand how damn good this lifestyle is.
1: It's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing pretty amazing yeah. you're pretty lucky and like i say all the big beautiful boat shows they're in beautiful places so you know and again where you keep your boat where you take your boat is always somewhere beautiful and and you'll meet people and they, they're they there and they're just happy. They're in their happy place. And so you do make friends and you can, you know, have a great community around you, whether it's in the marina or it's at, you know, in the boat club or down at the boat ramp where sometimes it can be a little bit crazy but <laughs> and a little bit tense and it's a bit more like trauma bonding. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day you're all there because you want to be out on the water and you want to be enjoying it. Mm. I mean, amazing,
0: it's just amazing. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so, what's the what's the dream for? Yes, where do you? Amy, um, are you are you going for perfume bottle? You know, London, <laughs> New York. Well, what's the what's the what's the dream? Uh,
1: the dream. Oh my gosh. Um, I guess the dream would be to have a set of clients that are achieving their goals faster and quicker. That's where it's not so much for me and not so much about the business. Um, We don't really want to make a big, crazy, scary business that we have to manage. Um, We like having an intimate team. Um, It's not something we don't want to grow this into some big beast. And if it might, then someone can buy it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can absolutely sell the business. Um, But for now, the main dream is to have take our clients on this journey and have them winning because ultimately they're a reflection of us. And if I can walk through a boat show or flick through a magazine and I see my client and someone's just like raving about their product or they're winning an award, that to me is success. Is It means that I contributed towards that. I did something that helped make this better and be better and then ultimately their customers are happier so everyone's winning um, and that's what success really looks like for me. What a good way to end this
0: podcast. So good talking to you, Nona. Thank you so much for coming down to my marina to talk to me today.
1: Thank you, Nikki. It's so great to be here and uh, you can have me any
0: time. <laughs> I, I know, it's a terrible I, place to go, isn't I don't it? think I want to leave. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening it's lovely to have your ears nona peterson thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the water soon Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to know more about what I do and where I am, then you can follow me on Instagram at theboatprincess. You can also sign up to my newsletter on my website, which is theboatprincess.com. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and hopefully we'll see you on the water soon.